You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're so excited to be with you today. It's just a normal Tuesday, but we feel like we're bringing it. I'm Leah Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer and a producer. And today our question of the week is, other than the U.S., who are you rooting for in this year's World Cup? Julie, over to you. Okay, this is Julie Dolan. I'm uh, the eldest sister. I live here in Dallas, Texas. And for me, it would be England. Okay, here's the reason why. Because England just feels like they have the right to win the World Cup. They always feel like they're destined to win the World Cup. And they never win the World Cup. And I, I just feel sorry for them. So I would like to see them. If the U.S. can't win, I'd like to see England win. Does that make sense? I, I mean, I, I 100% disagree with that, but sure, if that okay. makes if that's your rationale, sure. That is my rationale. I feel sorry for England. I would like to see them win. Yes. <laughs> so a pity, a, a pity, pity rooting. Pity yes. All right. Yeah. Liz. Okay, this is Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I'm a marketer. I'm the middle sister. And I'm sad to say that the team that was my team Already lost once. So I'm just not sure how this is going to work out. But I was all in on Argentina. Oh, I love no. I love Argentina. I've been there many times. Julie, we had that fantastic vacation in Patagonia, which, by the way, yes. is Ar Argentina. Um, and, you know, Messi is one of those guys who just can never get the ring, right? Never get the right. ring. So, so I was all in on Argentina. But now that they already lost once, I'm going right next door to Uruguay. Mm, yeah, <laughs> okay. I always them. Yep. They have I, I a good team. They have very handsome men in Uruguay. That's yeah, all I'm just, you know, I'm I really I would like any any of the Latin American teams I'm for in general. Okay. Um but Uruguay. All right. Lee. I'm gonna say uh Belgium. Uh, oh. I love Belgium. Oh, I love really? the chocolate, the beer, the coffee. I love a lot about Belgium. They have a great team and I would love to see them. You know, they're small. They're a small, small country. And I, they're going up against some of these other big powerhouses that have much bigger populations. So is who I'm rooting for. But don't sleep on Mexico. And I want to represent Sergio Enriquez, our engineer, with his rooting <laughs> for Mexico. So we're, we're okay. throwing that all in. We're going to talk a little bit more about the World Cup. Today, you know, we're just going to talk about a lot of things you can then talk about at your Thanksgiving table this weekend. They're <laughs> business related. They're sports related. They are not political. We're giving you a lot of father, fodder for discussion. So stay with us. We're going to talk about the World Cup. There was so much business news that has exploded over the last week. It's been, I mean, Julie and Liz have just been foaming at the mouth to talk about <laughs> some of these stories. Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you. So we're going to be talking, of course, about the Elizabeth Holmes uh, verdict last week. Uh, Julie, you have the story of the crypto company that went, you know, BK, but also just yes. crazy crypto company. There's some uh, good details there, Leanne. Yes, we have to discuss all right, we have uh, Ticketmaster versus the Swifties coming up. And then Liz, literally a piece of business news that made people gasp. Bob Iger returns to Disney. You're going to break that down for us. I, I'm going to break it down a little. Is it a coup? Is it a se senior staff? 
And, you know, we are longtime friends of Bob Iger, so I will explain when we get to that section. Right. That's a strong statement. Uh, Also, we have uh, entertaining sisters and we have a couple of reminders of some satellite sister events coming up. But first, how was your week, Steph? Jewel, you went to Grandparents Day. Report back, please, on your findings. Well, first of all, Grandparents Day is back. You know, for many schools uh, this time of year, maybe a little later, sometimes they do it in the spring. But there haven't been because of COVID. There haven't. There hasn't been a grandfather Grandparents Day in maybe two years. Okay, so it's really nice that it's back. It was back at one of my, at, at my grandson's school here in Dallas, and it's been two years. There was so much excitement. I mean, the kids were really, really excited. Uh, teachers, the administrators, everybody was really looking forward to the day. And I, I just can't tell you how fun it is. You know, when you go around like with Peter, who's in third grade, and he really wanted to show me the inside of his desk. Do you remember that, girl, <laughs> sisters, what your desk looked like? And you had to clean it up. You had to tidy it up, I remember. Yeah, Yeah, he had done some special work. He thought it was really looking good. And and then we got to look in uh, his older brother's locker, and uh, that was a mess. But in in a true Dolan fashion, he said, "Uh, don't worry, Nana, I I have a whole system. I know where everything is. (laughs) Yes, I applaud that. Okay, but as but I have some I have some observations and some urban Nana pro tips for grandparents special special people day. If you're going to be attending one over the holidays or maybe you have one coming up in the spring or maybe you have a new grandchild and this is in your future. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the parking. One of the things that's (laughs) nice. I know, you know, <laughs> you got to talk about parking, okay? Because in my grandson's case, there there were two to 300 grandparents showing up for this uh, half-day program. And that their school happens to be in a neighborhood with very limited parking. So the school, so uh, the first couple of years, they didn't have any special accommodation for the parking. And so grandparents like missed the whole program because they were parking like blocks away and then their grandparents. And so by the time they got to the school, the program was over. So they instituted valet parking, which seemed like a great idea. But here is, uh, here was my pro tip on this sisters. Like I thought if we do the valet parking for grandparents day, yes, it will help us get into the school in a very quick fashion but it also means that there are going to be 300 old people in that valet parking line coming out of the school, right? right. That's going to be that's going to be slow, right? That's going to be yes. that's, that's going to be really really slow, okay? So we avoided that. Okay, we're we're young enough, we're fit enough, we decided we could park some distance and walk over to school. Now the next thing that you have, you know, elements of grandparents day, you know, you have pictures there's usually some coffee classroom visits but there is a program liz okay Uh and and your job as a grandparent is to get a good seat okay because you want to see the program you want to see your grandchildren you don't want to be stuck in the back of the cafeteria and you want to sit down you want to be there in time to get a seat (laughs) but you know what grandparents are liz they are slow moving wily veterans you know isn't that your term <laughs> yeah wily veterans 
okay, well, these are slow moving wildly veterans because grandparents, they've, you know, they've been to programs before and they have the ability to block the aisles, clog the halls. They they can save multiple seats and then they just sit there and smile, right? They're like, they've done nothing wrong. Like you can't, you can't push past them to get a good seat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You yeah. just, you just mm-hmm. have to. You have to go with it. But um, so that was one of our interests was getting to school early enough so that we would get a good seat for the program, because you really don't want to miss the fourth graders on the recorder. I mean, they're <laughs> amazing. They're amazing. All right, Leanne. Okay. Leanne, this yeah. is a pro tip that I would give to every grandparent, everyone that is, go- is going to be a special person to a child, for, you know, for a school visitation day. Okay, it is the reason why you should keep up your exercise program, whatever it is, the treadmill, the bike, the Pilates class. You know why? Because there is a classroom visit p- portion of grandparents' days. And you know what that means, Leanne? That means little chairs okay yes right chairs in the classrooms okay and you know i mean god bless you when you have to sit in those pre-k chairs oh my gosh but when you go to these classrooms that they have an interactive you know a little thing for you to sit down in the little chairs and work through with your grandchild. Okay. It maybe it's a word search, or maybe you are, you know, putting feathers on a turkey or you're drawing your turkey meal, whatever it is, but you have to sit in the little chairs. Okay. So okay. Uh, I think you so see you're this talking, like, you're talking core strength. You're talking yes, Liz. You know, quiet yes, strength. Liz. Yes. Okay. Got yes. It. Yeah. Okay. Balance, okay. balance. You need to sit and get up out of the <laughs> yes. little chairs. Without so, the chair attached to you. Yes. <laughs> that is key. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, you know, like if you have time, go in training now, just, you know, you're going to, you're going to uh, sit in those chairs. I mean, so, and it's a little treacherous because in the lower classrooms, you have the little chairs that you have to can, contend with. But when you get to the upper grades, where we have a grandson who's in eighth grade, we had to go to the eighth grade science. Yikes. Okay. Interactive activity. Thank gosh, my husband has a PhD. I was like, I don't think I can do this puzzle. No, I'm out. I'm out. I don't know all the parts to a cell. Now there's so many more parts than there used to be. You see what I mean? So you may yeah. want to brush up, uh, depending on, you know, the subject matter, you may want to brush up on that. But um, it was a great day. And uh, it was so great for the grandchildren, you know, to to be there to, you know, to to share that excitement with their grandkids. Um, I say this, I think I've given you these, these, you know, the parking, the program, mm-hmm. little chairs, okay? And uh, just some basic uh, skills in math and science. You'll be fine, okay? <laughs> oh, the, the school in my neighborhood had their grandparents and special day, day this week. And they have a, a couple of roving golf carts so that for grandparents to park and yes. then they drive them back in the golf carts. Yes. They've yes. thought that through. So you're right, Jill. You're right. <laughs> wow. So much excitement this week. Well, of course, you know, really coming up once you get through all these special days at school is Thanksgiving. Leanne, I thought your uh, issue of pep talk last Friday where your theme was embrace the unexpected. 
for Thanksgiving. It was a particularly great issue of pep talk. So thank you, Liz. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you, Claire Tansy really threw me last week with a lot of eggplant recipes for Thanksgiving. As a New Englander, I was like, is that allowed? Are we allowed to have eggplant <laughs> meals with capers? Does that can we do that? But I think we can do it. We can do it. Yeah. Can't we, Liz? Yes. So as a matter of fact, I am going to do it. So Claire, thank you for suggesting the egg, eggplant caponata, um, especially as a vegan side. So I got permission from Leon to actually make the eggplant caponata. <laughs> so I'm going for it. I'm going for it so much that this weekend I even made a test batch. Sister. Way to go, Liz. I mean, that's you're really a cooking pro now, yeah, you know, with yeah. the test batch. So the, Test batch is delicious. There are few adjustments I would make. I think I needed to chop things smaller, uh, but otherwise delicious. Now, now the next radical choice I have made, Julie, that I got Lance permission from for is that, you know, I'm the bringer of the seafood for Thanksgiving, even though yes. that is a little bit unexpected in some homes. Because, of, you know, in the past, never really cooked, I would just show up with the big platter of like good shrimp and crab's legs and things that we would have during the appetizer portion of the day. And who doesn't love shrimp? Everybody mm -hmm. loves fresh shrimp. Mm -hmm. Except for people who are allergic to seafood. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. And many of them like shrimp. They just can't eat it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I trust you to make your own choices about whether or not you should be eating it. So, um, but this year I decided to go with oysters and because I love oysters the most of all. But then I, I went, I actually took a, like a warm up trip to Santa Monica Seafood to talk to the oyster people, like the people behind the counter to ask if they could shuck them for me so I don't have to shuck myself um, several dozen oysters and no they can't do that that is not a service that they provide at the store so then I thought okay well I did you may recall the cooking with Liz episode last St. Patrick's Day where I taught myself how to shuck an oyster so yes. I, I do know how to do it I'm just I just don't really want to so I decided that well when you grill an oyster they pop open on their own. So maybe that's the way to go. But obviously I needed permission from the hostess, like is grilled oyster going to work with your plan, Leon? And you were surprisingly enthusiastic. And I would like to thank you for that. <laughs> yes, we are having the appetizer portion outside. It's supposed to be a beautiful day. Um, just keeping everybody safe. We have some older folks coming. And so just want to get that fresh air out there and, uh, and and keep some distancing. So a little bit of food theater in the first couple of hours would be great. And our grill is right there where we'll be already having appetizers. So have at food it, Food theater. Ooh, yes. I, thank you, Julie. I just want to say that. Can you believe? that i am providing the food theater <laughs> i mean this this, this me, is watching i mean is not i i, I can't i i just really can't and so here's what i would be so proud of you liz she would okay. be so proud she so would I'm not believe it she would not believe it <laughs> she would not allow you to do food no. theater at no, her no. thanksgiving no, but no. She would be proud of you. Let's well, see. actually, that's a good reminder that mom used to make a very special stuffing with oysters in it. And so this is just a touch of Edna, but served up differently. So I'm going to grill the oysters and then put a little dollop of the butter and Guinness sauce that I made when I made it on Cooking with Liz. Anyway, I'm very excited. Um, embrace the unexpected. That's what we're doing out here for Thanksgiving. Right, Liz, I'm excited for it. And Colin, my older, my younger son actually said the other day, it's incredible Aunt Liz can cook now. 
when I <laughs> when I described the oysters that would be happening. <laughs> yeah, it's no one is more shocked than me. <laughs> all right, before we get to all the business news, we're just going to do a little World Cup discussion. Of course, the World Cup this year is in Qatar. Yes, we spent the last 10 years teaching ourselves to say Qatar because that's what Julie told us to say, that the country was pronounced Qatar. But yesterday it was the opening of the World Cup and every single announcer and every single ad on TV and every single promo said Qatar. So fine, we're just going to say Qatar because- <laughs> Even though Ameri- it's not right. And people- it's not right, it's incorrect, no. but that's yes. how Americans want to produce it, pronounce it. So we're just going to bend to that will over here at Satellite Sisters. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, this, okay, only for, for the World Cup. After yes. the World Cup, we're going to go back to calling it Cutter, please. Exactly. Okay, okay. exactly, Julie. We'll we will do that. Now, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about sort of a, a primer for the World Cup. But first, we just have to acknowledge that it is a complete bummer that the World Cup, which should be a fun, festive world sporting event, is being hosted by such a terrible country because it could be a really nice lift to the world this year. So much like the Beijing Winter Games from a couple of years ago, that was great to watch the athletes and terrible to sort of participate in the in the spectacular that was Beijing, uh, we just have to kind of Get over that. These stupid sportocrats in the world, in FIFA, which runs uh, world soccer, that they gave it to this terrible country that is known basically for their terrible policies on anything that we support here. Women, immigrants, the LGBTQ community, human rights, like they have terrible records on all those and we want to acknowledge that and the compliance of FIFA to go along with all those terrible things that the host country does. All awful. Kind of a bummer. Liz, you've actually been to Doha. Like, what what was it like there when you I went? have. You know, I, I just got to say, you really do have to feel for the athletes in these situations. When I went to Doha, it was the fall of 2019 because another sporting organization, World Athletics, had awarded the World Track and Field Championships to Cutter, guitar. I forget which. <laughs> so, um, you know, when there is a corruption in some of these sports organizations that they just really don't care where they hold their events as long as the money is big enough. And the athletes obviously don't get a, jo- a choice. They don't get to participate in that. So FYI. Uh, Doha or Qatar is a terrible place to have an outdoor track meet. It was they had to hold the marathon at midnight because it's so dang hot there. This was late September, early October. So now it's a little bit cooler, but not by a lot. And so that's why they have to air condition the stadiums there. Like we were just in the one stadium for the World Cup. They have built what, like six more eight, or something. Eight, eight, yeah, eight stadiums eight. total. So imagine this. These are outdoor stadiums that are air conditioned. So really, there goes your carbon footprint, people. Yeah. I know <laughs> I know. they said they used solar panels in a bunch of the new ones that they built. That was not the case uh, when we were there. And whenever I go anywhere, you know, I've worked in a lot of places all over the world. I always I try to have an open mind about the culture and the people. And so I as I was watching the World Track and Field Championships and looking around at the very few people in the stands, I just, I couldn't help but contrast the female athletes who were out there on the track competing their hearts out with the 
very few female spectators that there were there who had to be completely covered in black, even though it was like 110 degrees out. And I just, that's, I just found that there was a cognitive dissonance for me mm-hmm. that yeah. I had a really hard time getting over. And by the way, I know that FIFA and the Qatari government last week made the controversial decision that uh, no Budweiser will be sold in the stadiums. But ladies, um, it's not so bad because when you get there, you'll realize there are no ladies rooms in these stadiums. <laughs> so, okay. That's know. a hazard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> really a hazard. Anyway, it's I I really feel for the athletes because they are there to do their jobs and compete at their best. And all of this other stuff that they have no control over just swirls around them. Yeah. Worth repeating. No ladies rooms in the stadiums. The implication, (laughs) of course, is that women are not expected to to, uh, allowed even to go to these sporting events. All right. So so acknowledged. Now, uh, here's the primer. We're already into it. I mean, it started yesterday. It started with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ecuador versus Qatar. And um, it was just great to see the Qatari athletes. They didn't win, but there's a lot of pressure on them. So you have to feel for them. I always enjoy Ecuador. So I was happy they won. It's a month long tournament for those of you who are new. What we're in now is the group play stage. Okay. This is where four countries battle it out. Two will make it out of the group play to go into the knockout rounds, okay? The U.S. is considered to be in the toughest group. That's because in their group, which is a draw, they drew England, which apparently is Julie's favorite team. Who knew? No, but no, Uh, my favorite team is the U.S. (laughs) Okay? You asked a trick question at the beginning of the show, and I explained my answer, which is out of... I get out of sympathy to England. Okay? okay. Okay. I personally enjoy the fact that they could never win. That is delights me. All right. Okay, well, so- now you need to analyze your motives. <laughs> That's true. Okay. That is true. Okay. Acknowledge, Julie. Acknowledge. Okay. So the US is in this group with England, Wales, and Iran. Okay. So they uh they tied Wales yesterday. It was a draw, as they say. And they really need to beat England on Friday. So that is very exciting. But a shout out to the Iranian team. Again, tremendous pressure on them. Those Iranian players, obviously all men, the coaching staff, all men, they did not sing the national anthem. They stood in solidarity with the women of that country. Incredibly moving. So I know we're not supposed to talk about politics and sports in the same place, but it's impossible for a world stage to separate those two. Mm-hmm. Very impressed with the Iranian team. I wish them all the best in the tournament and when they get out. But we have a lot of a lot of a lot of matches to play. These top two need to get out clean. The U.S. tied. They need to beat England on Friday. So this is it. The big game for you if you're new and you want to watch the World Cup, you want to get into it. U.S. versus England, Black Friday, and it's on Fox. It's on a big old network. You don't need a streaming no service. No just, easy. That's right. No. All the games really are on Fox. You can find them on Fubo TV as well, but just turn on Fox TV anytime for the next month and you will see all the games there. But England v. U.S. on Black Friday. There you go. Okay. Excited? Everybody excited? I know. Excited with the caveat. Excited with the caveat. Mm -hmm. All right. Coming up next, we have all the business news you need to stun your relatives at the Thanksgiving table. (laughs) Stay with us. We're so grateful to have ButcherBox as a sponsor of Satellite Sisters. We're grateful, Liz, because delicious cuts of meat and fish 
come to our house, to our front door. They're frozen in perfectly proportioned, you know, pieces. And then we can cook them for a delicious dinner. What's not to be grateful for? I know. I know. And the best part is like, okay, let me use last night as an example. It got to be like 530. I'd been working in the house all day. Hadn't really gotten out. Hadn't done any shopping. I'm like, oh, what am I going to have for dinner? And then I opened my freezer drawer and I had so many excellent butcher box choices. You know, there was a little New York strip there. There were some scallops there. I actually went with the chicken tenders, Liam. I love those chicken tenders. They're so cuts. delicious. I wouldn't have thought I would ever become a chicken tenders girl. They are so perfect for exactly the kind of night I was having last night. So thank you, ButcherBox, for the convenience. Not just for kids, chicken tenders. No, they're not for, no. they're just delicious. Yeah, delicious. We are talking about ButcherBox. Of course, it's the ultimate convenience. Right to your doorstep, free shipping always, and you can curate those boxes so you get exactly what you want. And of course, it's high quality cuts at an amazing value. And you get these great exclusive member deals. So you never really know what's going to be in my box this month. You get to choose some fun stuff every month. So thank you, ButcherBox, for making our lives more convenient. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Butcherbox.com sisters. Use code sisters. Thanks, ButcherBox. We are so happy at Satellite Sisters to have BritBox as a sponsor. You know, we love it. It's the streaming home of the best British television with exclusive mysteries, crime dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Julie, what's your fave? Vera, I love this show. I'm on season 11. I mean, Brenda Blethyn is such a great actress. And the character Liz Vera, I don't know if you've watched it, but she's essentially Margaret Thatcher in a trench coat, okay? <laughs> she is bossing people around and solving crime. I love her. Okay, well, I want to especially recommend Archie. Archie's a brand new limited series. It's starring Jason Isaacs as Archie Leach. Who is he? He's the man who became Harry Grant. And oh. you know what's so interesting about this is it's sort of about how he became a star in old Hollywood, how he went from being Archie Leach to being Cary Grant. But also because it's him growing up in old Hollywood, there are a lot of people in the in the movie playing Doris Day, Grace Kelly, George Burns. It's little snapshots of what it was like to become a movie star back in the day. So I really enjoyed it and recommend. So sign up for BritBox today to stream Archie and any other fan favorites from any device you have. So we have a special limited time offer. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for the monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use our promo code SISTERS at checkout. Got it? Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Use promo code SISTERS at BritBox.com. We're the Satellite Sisters, Leanne, Liz, and Julie here. And whew, stay tuned. Buckle up, as Julie always says. This is a supersized, bitter, Business Bureau. Oh, Liz, you're calling this This Week in Fraud. 
what a week. I mean, you know, we love our Bitter Business Bureau stories. Many of them have fraud at the core. But this week, so many. There were so many that we each get one. You know, so I'm going to start. I'm starting with the Theranos story. So Theranos is the blood testing company that was started by Elizabeth Holmes. She raised $945 million from all these super duper impressive investors, including Rupert Murdoch and Larry Ellison of Oracle and George Schultz, the former Secretary of State. So at its peak, Theranos was valued at $9 billion, which made her a billionaire on paper. But none of it was real, people. <laughs> none of it was real. Yeah. They finally, they took her down. She was convicted of fraud. And last Friday was the uh, sentencing. Did I listen? Yes, of course I listened. Of course. Liz, I, so we count on you to do the deep <laughs> dive research. We know if you could have been in that courtroom to hear the sentencing, you would be. You would have been there, right? Here's what I was doing, Julie. I had a live stream of, it was like the ABC affiliate in uh, Silicon Valley was <laughs> doing it live. They said it would just take a few minutes. It took four hours. Four hours. There, wow. was, a lot, there was a lot going on in that courtroom. Wow. And so I had... I had the live stream from Silicon Valley of the people that couldn't see anything. And then I was also following the Twitter feed of their reporter who was actually in the room. So basically he was tweeting. I was reading that. Then they were reading it out loud on the live stream on the news. And we were just all thinking about it and talking about it. So, um, yeah, so she got sent to jail for 11 years. She got it seemed like a pretty stiff sentence, Liz. Yeah, 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 it did. And now she went to jail for defrauding the investors. That's actually what she was convicted of. But what really came home to me as I was listening to what happened in the courtroom is the great harm that she did to many of her employees and, of course, to the people that got the bogus test. But just right. to talk about the people that worked at Theranos for a second, at one point, there was like a an opportunity for a victim impact statement. So the guy who is George Schultz's son and Tyler Schultz's father spoke. And you may recall, Tyler Schultz was the one who was one of the big whistleblowers that brought the whole thing down. But as George Schultz's grandson his own grandfather, who was on the board of the company, refused to believe him. Yeah. And so the father got up in court and just talked about how it tore the entire family apart. And it was it was very moving. And it really just reminds you of the human cost of this. In right. addition to the the you know, the nine hundred and forty five million dollars, like what it takes when someone is running a company and, you know, she was. She was just awful to the people that worked for her who disagreed with her. So I'm just going to say this, that there's, you know, her whole defense was, I just believed in my dream too much. Well, that's just false. That is just, you don't do what she did, sort of hound the people inside your company. Uh, she had them followed by private investigators. She would just, she would tear people apart. So sorry, Elizabeth, I'm not buying it. That's However, what she said. She just believed in her dream too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, she was, yeah. you know, it's the fake it until you make it mentality. Yes. That, that was, that was really her defense. Like, of course, this is what everyone in Silicon Valley does. They fake it until they make it. So she was, you know, she was faking it. She uh, just she did was, not. She regrets her behavior though, Leon. She said she really <laughs> regrets doing this, but you know, it's more than just 
regretting losing the $945 million. Like, do you really regret? Remember, one of her most senior people committed suicide. Right. Yeah. Like this was this is a terrible drama. If you if you haven't read John Kerry's book and you're interested in the story at all, I recommend it anyway. So on the one hand, I'm glad she's going to jail. She deserves it. On the other hand. This Sam Bankman Freed we're about to talk about in the FDX thing, he better go to jail too. Because I need to I need <laughs> yes. to some, I need to see some guys go to jail. I'm just gonna say that. Like the how come she's the only one going to jail? Can you imagine how much bad behavior there is? I I just think there's a lot more bad behavior than we are actually prosecuting. So I'm glad she's getting the book thrown at her. But I think there's a line of other people that also deserve it. So that's it. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Liz, great reporting. You stayed on this story. We appreciate it. And, you know, more to come because there are all kinds of appeals and whatnot. But um, but yeah, I I was she's really going to jail. And I believe that sentence has no parole. She is going to jail for 11 years. It's federal. It's a federal sentence. Right. Uh, And she has the two young children. So, yes. uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. So great. Uh, all right. So maybe other people will go to jail and they're going to be from Ticketmaster because last week, a lot of the satellite, the Satellite Sisters Taylor Swift universe has a lot of crossover. So there was a day last week in America where they were moms and aunts and dads and uncles and grandparents and kids and teens and college students all logging on to try to get uh, Taylor Swift tickets. And here's what you need to know. It was a gigantic mess on the part of ticket master you know there were pre-sales and there were sales and the pre-sales happened but the sales didn't happen and there were bots and the bots were buying all the tickets and then they were reselling them seconds after the tickets had opened and is it taylor's fault or Ticketmaster's fault well i'll tell you what it's not taylor's fault but anyway <laughs> many people it shouldn't be that it shouldn't be that hard to buy tickets right it shouldn't it, sh- be it shouldn't be it shouldn't be but I, I don't know how many tickets you bought a ticketmaster for concerts yeah. over the last 5 or 6 years you know i've queued in line and you just you get the feeling when you're queuing in the ticketmaster line that real fans have almost zero chance of buying face value tickets now like you, you can't believe how quickly the bots sweep in they buy the tickets and boom they're on the resale market so quickly, like at 10.03, if tickets yeah. go on sale at 10, you don't even know you're buying resale tickets because it all looks the same. And it's just so demoralizing that you feel you could never get a legit ticket at face value price. So uh, here's the thing. Like, we used to wait in line for Ticketmaster tickets back in the day, kids who were listening in the backseat of their parents' car. We used to actually stand in a line. And, oh, yeah. It wasn't called a queue, but it was a queue. And we would stand there for nine hours, you know, like just like you had to queue for Taylor, uh, the electronic queue for nine hours. But we could see the people in front of us getting the better seats. You know, there was something genuine and authentico about that. And instead now, it just feels like you have no chance so so the swifties uh my best to you i know some of you on the satellite sisters facebook page you got tickets some of you didn't you know tickets will be out there in the universe remember the radio well they usually give away tickets too so start listening to radio stations again (laughs) uh and uh, i know my son and his roommate they each got four tickets they said they're the worst great yeah they got lucky, but, you know, they were queued for hours and hours. Uh, and um, they said they're the worst tickets in the place, but they're going to be going to the two L.A. dates. But um, and my son's roommate is taking his mom and her little sister. So that's oh, super nice. That's- yeah. So 
<laughs> so, but you know, the DOJ is looking into Ticketmaster. I think we're happy about that, aren't we? We're, ha- think, we're happy about that. Anyone, if anyone can get justice, it's the Swifties. I yes. trust them. So, yes, Taylor, we believe in you. Okay. Well, Liz had referenced earlier our third um, uh, sort of spectacular profile in fraud this week, and that is of the spectacular collapse of FTX, which was a platform uh, for selling and buying crypto assets. And it was run by a 30-year-old named Sam Bankman-Fried. Okay, and we're going to get into that. But they um, they already have replaced placed him as CEO. They have declared bankruptcy. Their bankruptcy now is listed at $3.1 billion, but they expected the loss um, uh, from these from this company to to ex- to really far exceed that. Like it's gonna it may be $10 billion, it may be $30 billion. The lawsuits are already happening. They brought in a new CEO to sort of stabilize the situation, uh, a man named John Ray uh, J, uh, John J. Ray the third, and he oversaw the um, dismantling and the bankruptcy of Enron. And his quote is: "Never in my career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls, such as a complete absence of trustworthy financial information, as occurred here." He said, "FTX appears to be run by a very small group of inexperienced." unsophisticated, and potentially compromised individuals. Liz, that's quite a statement, don't you? (laughs) That is quite a statement. But you have the Enron guy saying, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is the worst thing. Like, this is so much worse than Enron. But it's some of the details of how this FTX company and its uh, sister company, Almeida, were organized that I thought when I started to read about it, I thought, well, it would be interesting to do a comparison with FTX and Mudbath Productions, which is our operating arm. Okay. So I've never thought of it as our operating arm, but yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, Leon, FTX, they had no HR department whatsoever. They had no positions. They had no roles. Nothing is written down. They had no guidance about what employees were going to do or not do. And over at Mudbath, we have officers, don't we, Leanne? Okay, yes. don't we have officers? Yes. You know? I say, I mean, I'm the. Sometimes, listen, I have to call each other and go, "Are you the president, or am I the president <laughs> of the?" But, but we, we have officers. We have officers. We <laughs> yeah. have clearly delineated roles. Okay. Uh-huh. Everyone knows that. Okay. Okay. They had no accounting at FTX. Oh, my they gosh. $32 billion. At one point, they were worth $32 billion. They had no accounting. Okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know how many bank accounts they had. Okay. That is not our position. We have... Diane Gray. Don't <laughs> Diane. Yes. yes. Diane. Diane, longtime satellite sister listener. She would she has put the controls in place. We have we have right, we have accounting responsibility. We mm-hmm. pay our taxes. FTX, $32 billion, all these big highbrow companies and you know, movie stars and athletes are investing, and they had they had no financial accounting whatsoever. No board, Liz. Do you think that's a good no, idea? They had no, no board of directors. Okay. No. Like, 
I've been on board of directors. It's terrible being on the board of directors, but companies need boards of directors. They also had no finance chief and no head of compliance. And I feel like Diane is really both of those for us. She's both in charge of our finances and keeps us in compliance. So thank you once again, Diane Gray. Okay, Leon, they have raised this um, FTX raise uh, millions of dollars and they would have pitch meetings and they wrote about it um, in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times that Sam Bankman-Fried, who was their CEO, he would go to these big time pitch meetings where, you know, for Sequoia Capital, which is one of the most esteemed uh, firms in the in Silicon Valley. And while he's making a pitch for them to invest in FTX or Almeida, he was simultaneously playing a video game. And it just made me think of the pitch meetings that you've gone to, Leanne, uh, where you had brought table tents to your <laughs> pitch meetings, right? I mean, no way would you be so distracted that you were playing a video game as you're asking for $10 million, right? No, no. I'm very focused when I go into my pitch meetings. I wear a nice outfit. I know Sam enjoyed the t-shirts and shorts. And I yes. have ne- well, first of all, I've almost never played a video game in my life, but I certainly am focused on the people I'm pitching. I'm respectful of their time. Okay. So um, we uh, they also, um, Sam Bankman-Fried, they operated out of um, the Bahamas and he had purchased a $40 million penthouse uh, hmm. for for a number of the employees to hang, hang out in. But in addition to that, he had paid $60 million for an additional plot of land in the Bahamas where he broke ground on the, uh, for FTX. And it, it was revealed today he bought a $15 million a vacation home for his parents to come to. Mm. Now, over at Mudbath Productions, Liz, you have your second bedroom, right? And that mm-hmm. really opera- operates as HQ. our oper- uh, HQ, our operation. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And Sam Bankman-Fried also spent huge amounts of money feeding his staff. Okay. Thank goodness over at Mudbath, we have Leon. With Thanksgiving, yeah. she's feeding many of the members of our of our staff. I I, I like that. Okay, mm-hmm. um, FTX also spent huge amounts of money on fleets of BMWs and Toyotas and Hondas. Okay. Now, we don't have that same car policy over at no. Mudbath, do we? We do not. No. But we have Liz's car. She keeps much of the research and uh, customer <laughs> service and mail is in the back. It's in the back. I thought that was, that was, that was um, pre- uh, pretty good. Um, uh, he, Sam Bankman-Fried also made enough money to, um, he had a 52-foot uh, yacht, okay? Uh, I, we do not have any watercraft in our port. No, no, no. no. But Liz uh-huh. does I do. Think we had a, I think we had several boogie boards at one point. Okay. But those, were, okay. those were not corporate assets. <laughs> okay, so uh, there was a great talk that among the 10 people that were living in the $40 million penthouse, it's reported um, by a number of those people that they were taking prescription drugs as a way to keep themselves going. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, us over at Mudbath, it's multivitamins, right? That's <laughs> yes, it's, it's ritual. Ritual. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, sort of, I, I've saved the last, which is the whole polycule idea. Liz, do you want to explain what that is over at uh, Sam Bankman Freed's FTX, how that operated? <laughs> Well, I had never even heard the word polycule, but I had heard the word polyamory, 
So apparently this 10 person group of the so-called executives of the company, they all lived in this $40 million penthouse together and they were, well, I don't even know how to say it's just not what the satellite sisters would be doing. Okay. They were all, all <laughs> you know, again, I think with each other, it was all part of a thing. This was a lifestyle for them. Oh, our, our, our lifestyle yes. is very different. Very different. Well, yes. They said they were sex positive and uh, they had this polyamorous uh, sort of lifestyle. But it, it made me think over at Mudbath, we have shared bedrooms before <laughs> um, as children. There was a lot of swapping around of rooms. Uh, uh, I would say, so, I would say, Julie, we're sex positive, but not with each other. Ew. <laughs> no, I no, I know that, Liz. I know that. I, I know that. I, but I was just. Uh, but I think as you go through this type of analysis, you see that we're in a stronger financial position. <laughs> we have more safeguards, controls. We have roles and we operate in a much more trustworthy way in this organization. Yes. So you're right, Liz. I hope this guy goes to jail. I yeah. mean, I, I really do. I hope him and that whole group on up on the top penthouse floor, <laughs> maybe his parents as well, who are both law professors uh, at Stanford, maybe they should go to jail too. Because there was... This is not right. I, uh, here's the thing. It's the same as with Theranos. Big time investors were investing in this company. How are you giving someone a billion dollars where he doesn't know what bank accounts he has? He doesn't have a board of directors. He doesn't have a finance chief or a complaint. How is that happening? You know, and so it's just this cult of personality that Elizabeth Holmes got away with. And apparently this guy did too. You know, he just like... People were just taken in by his whole, oh, he's this young genius. No, he's like he's like a kid who knows nothing. I think another thing that that guy said, of which you quoted, Julie, is that this was just a very small group of inexperienced, unsophisticated and potentially right. compromised individuals. It would be like, Leon, imagine if your sons. Yeah. I mean, okay, who are probably more experienced and sophisticated yes. business ways than this guy. They put together a business and they were out there raising like, you know. 10, 20, 30 billion dollars. They were just walk, walking into meetings. Do it's just it's just crazy that people are falling for I these know. pitches. It, all right. But yeah. Well, you know what's crazy, speaking of my sons, is that a lot of these investors that, that they defrauded, I mean, they were the big names, sure, but a lot of them are just young people in their 20s, you know. Exactly. And so for them, the 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 money that they spent on this fake currency that was always fake, you know, that matters to them, the three, four, five thousand yes. dollars that they yes, invested. It it's it's yeah. gone now. So it's a little bit like the Theranos thing where you said the employees like it mattered to them. This is the same thing. We can all yes. sort of laugh and joke about celebrities getting defrauded but you know a lot of the investors were people like my son so right. you know it's that's and that's that stinks that stinks yeah. right okay the money, want you. Are real people yes Liz, we want you on this case we want you now to follow this as closely <laughs> as you did now that the Thero theranos case is wrapping up it seems like you might have some free time to go deep on this one too Okay. Well, I got to say one last bit of business news, which is worth talking about over the Thanksgiving table is that the guy who was the exact opposite of Sam Bankman Freed. Well, his name is Bob Iger. And he just, <laughs> he just got put back in charge of the Walt Disney company. So um, in uh, full disclosure, 
there was a time where we all worked for the Walt Disney Company. Right. right? Our our radio show was syndicated by ABC. So we were in the Disney family. And it's we enjoyed that too. Happily, happily. We yes. loved it there. We yes. loved it there. You're really it, sad to go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just the free park visits. It was all of it. You know, <laughs> we went to a meeting one time where they had cookies at the meeting that were made of our logo. This is the Walt Disney. believe it. <laughs> it I think the greatest I think, thing. I think Sheila put a couple of those in her pocket. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the big shocker on Sunday night uh, is that they Bob Iger had been running the Walt Disney Company very successfully for 15 years. He stepped aside. There was a new guy put in charge. His name is Bob Chapek, who, by the way, Bob Iger picked this guy to be in charge, right. but then never quite left the stage. You know, he was the executive chairman and he was always around town sort of second guessing what new Bob was doing because everybody loved old Bob. And uh, <laughs> so the, the big shocker announcement on Sunday night was that uh, new Bob was out and old Bob was coming back. And there was, you can practically hear the cheering in the streets here in Los Angeles. I don't know what. <laughs> People love Bob Iger. Um so a yes. lot, a lot of the debate now is, was this a coup that Bob staged? Did he just want back in? And you know, these these men, they like their power. They like the ego grab. Running the Walt Disney Company is a hard job, but it's a pretty good gig. So is it that Bob staged all of this? Or Fortune Magazine today says it was a senior staff rebellion. Well, who doesn't uh -huh. love that? Everybody. <laughs> These were people who were loyal to Bob Iger and yes. uh, and were so were crit critical of the new Bob. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. There was, well, the there new was Bob a... did lose a lot of money in the last quarter, Liz. I mean, yes. that, oh, that, that's... One they lost lost one and a half billion dollars in the last quarter on Disney Plus, on the streaming service. But Julie... Guess who launched Disney Plus? Guess whose idea Disney Plus was? Old Bob. Old Bob, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the guy basically got handed the company and then the pandemic hit. I mean, not that I want to take new Bob's position on this, but like, yeah, it was a little rough out there. And all of those companies are failing right now. Netflix and Paramount Plus and all that, like, that's a terrible business. Anyway, so was it a coup? Was it a senior staff rebellion? And people may remember that a few months ago, New Bob summarily fired my old boss, Peter Rice, when I worked there, because National Geographic was part of this whole, but ultimately became all the same company. And I told you how much everyone loved Peter Rice and boom, new Bob got rid of Peter Rice. So guess what they're saying now? Maybe old Bob is bringing back Peter Rice. It's going to be quite a show. If you like corporate intrigue, I mean, if you don't, I can't help you. But if you do... <laughs> yeah, don't sit next to Liz at Thanksgiving. This is Liz's World Cup. This is your World Cup. Let's this face is it, really Liz. it. This is, I just think, this is going to require some close following. And, oh, and one last disclosure. As we mentioned at the top, um, we're very close to the whole family here. And it's it's because... Bob Iger's wife is Willow Bay. Willow Bay, I got to know uh, when she was the co-host with Ahmad Rashad of Inside Stuff, uh, the NBA, one of the really great NBA TV shows. Uh, Ooh, so going way back, going way back. Yeah. 
That was so the nineties. Will- yep. Yes. Willow and Ahmad hosted this great show. And then Willow went on to become a journalist. She got her MBA while she was hosting inside stuff, all of that. It's like, she's super smart, super nice. So she has actually been a guest on satellite sisters. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yes. Yes. She, she even invited Leon and I, I mean, Julie, you would have been invited too if you lived in America at the time to her book party, a very intimate little affair here in Brentwood. It was where nice. Leon, where Leon and I were standing around chatting with old Bob, chatting with. <laughs> so so he, is, I mean, can listeners uh, make the connect the dots? Uh, were you involved at all in this group? <laughs> Are you one of the behind the scenes figured that has not been named that may come out with further uh, when further investigation? Hmm? Julie, I have not gotten a call. But okay. um, I, I'm standing by if people just want my random opinions. Sure. I'm happy to do okay. that. <laughs> yes, that would be fun. But I know, I mean, we were inside that company for a while, just as talent, as they say. But I do have friends that work there as actual executives. And wow. Leon, you at the top of the segment, you said drop yourselves in. Yeah. That's what they're doing over at the Walt Disney Company right now. Just, okay. It's just hilarious. Good, good tease. Good tease. Woo. All right. Well, that is, there you go. You're set for the whole Thanksgiving weekend. You got Theranos material, you got Ticketmaster, you got Bob Iger, you have FTX. Go for it. Good luck at your Thanksgiving table. <laughs> Liz, it's the time of the show when I talk about my hair. You don't mind, do you? <laughs> it's one of my favorite times because you have very good hair, Leanne. I would say of all the sisters, you are at near the top. You and Monica both have excellent, full, thick hair. The rest of us, we're all along the spectrum. Okay. Well, I would like to thank pros for my hair. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, because I have really been sticking with this pros regimen for a couple of years now, and I keep adding pieces to it to really enrich my whole prose experience. I can't tell you, I get a lot of compliments on my hair. I'm very happy with my hair. I don't have too many bad hair days. Uh, and I feel like it's healthy hair, which is really yes. great. I, I'm not overworking it or overusing the products. They all work together, Liz. That's because at Pros, you get you take that personal quiz, you know. Yeah. Yes. They're going to analyze 85 factors. And so they handpick clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get me closer to my hair goals with every wash, Liz. Hair goals. I feel I like take... they understand your hair. By the time you get to the bottom of that list, 85 things, they know your hair. That's right. So I'm taking the hair vitamins. I take the hair vitamins. It's made a huge difference. The pros sends me every month. Great. I'll just take the vitamins, the shampoo, the conditioner. Sometimes they need the leave-in conditioner. Sometimes they need the pre-shampoo treatment. I use it all. It makes a huge difference. So pros, thank you so much. They are the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral too. If that's important to you, fantastic. Pros is a certified B Corp and an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. We love pros and we'd like you to try it. Get your own custom made-to-order hair care from Pros. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order, plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Okay, 50% off the first subscription order, plus 15% off and free shipping on every subscription order after that. Here's where you go. Go to pros.com slash sisters. And Pros is P-R-O-S-E. 
pros.com slash sisters for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. Thanks, pros. At Satellite Sisters, we love the products from oseamalibu.com. Don't we, Liz? I mean, love it's them. seaweed infused moisture just coming at us 24-7. I feel like it is a major pillar of my entire wellness program, Leanne, or the Osea products. Anything seaweed infused, that has to be good for you, right? And it feels so good going on and smells so delicious. And they it really lasts. You know, other moisturizers promise that it's going to work for days. No, the Osea like Moisture Duo, it is working for days. I it mean, is. It's it incredible. Is. We love the Andaria Algae Body Oil. We talked mm. about that over and over mm. again. We love the Andaria Algae Body Butter. I mean, that is indulgent and buttery rich. Liz, it's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. 72 really? hours, Liz. I love okay. that. Yeah. And then, and then what about the anti-aging body balm? Have you tried that? The more balm, the better in my life, I say. <laughs> and the Mega Moisture Duo. You're going to want to check that out. You get the body oil and the body lotion together, and it makes your skin visibly firmer. Oh, that is a yeah. dream come true to satellite sisters and misters everywhere, isn't it? This is the time of year to really be thinking about the moisturizing. <laughs> okay. So we want you to check out all the wonderful products at Osea. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Satellite sisters, misters, misters, you're going to get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com, and Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. And we're back and it's time for entertaining sisters. And this will be a fantastic topic to discuss over Turkey. Can I say that? <laughs> this is sort of a rare entertaining sisters follow-up. Usually we don't. I know we just have to keep moving. We have to keep talking about things. But remember the book that I talked about a couple of, um, I think a couple of months ago called The uh, Remarkably Bright Creatures. And it's about an octopus right? That's right. the main character. And I said, mm -hmm. that's the part of the book that I liked the best was the octopus. And I was a little harsh. I was listening back. I was a little harsh on the rest of the book. It's a perfectly <laughs> fine book. But here was an incredible study that one of my friends from the book club sent to me uh, that broke this week with the headlines. You, you need to discuss this at Thanksgiving. Do you realize that some octopus species may deliberately throw stuff to defend their personal space. Yes, Ooh. sisters, that is right. Octopus octopus have been known to like thrash around in the water, okay? But now researchers have proof, they have evidence that these creatures with all their arms, they can throw stuff. And other animals, okay? And that's a pretty uncommon behavior in animals. That's uh, And that they can be very deliberate about who they're trying to hit, too. I mean, they had, they had one octopus they were watching. She threw 17 different objects, Leanne, in 60 minutes. Wow. Okay? 
That's and true. she was and she managed to hit nine octopuses. <laughs> so she has a pretty good aim as well. In fact, they get so mad that they were throwing stuff at the researchers that were trying to watch them throw stuff at the other octopus. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I don't believe that. That's not true. Yes, Lynn, that's, that is true. Okay. This is, I mean, it's, this is, it's really rare to have this kind of aggressive form of behavior and as what they call um, non-human projectile use, they are just throwing (laughs) stuff. And why do they do this, Liz? You know why they do this? No, I don't. They are depend. They are defending their personal space. Mm -hmm. Okay. They get worked up when another octopus or, or a researcher is around and is bugging them, maybe they have a baby octopus there, or maybe they just want to be alone. So mm-hmm. they pick up the rocks and the shells and they're throwing it at the other animals. Yeah, I guess then that? for the same reason humans throw things. Yeah. Which is the <laughs> same reason, you know, in the legendary Dolan family, there was the clog throwing incident yes. and uh, among two sisters that will not, but not be named. But I think now in light of this octopus story, we can clearly see that it was an issue of personal space <laughs> that was being invaded. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Julie. I just think, I just think the thought, the image of the octopus with all those arms throwing things is it's it's something amazing. It just seems very, like a cartoon. It's it very car- it's very cartoony, <laughs> which is why I find it entertaining. <laughs> All right, speaking of entertaining, we have more entertaining sisters recommendations here. I'm up first. I want to recommend Loot. And that is a new half hour comedy over on Apple Plus. And it has a really funny concept. Maya Rudolph is the star and she stars as sort of a more self-absorbed Mackenzie Scott. So imagine this. She is the very, very wealthy divorced wife of a tech genius. And so she starts to give away her money. But, you know, philanthropy is something she's paid absolutely no attention to for the last 20 years. So she decides to start showing up at her foundation and that creates a lot of havoc with the people at the foundation, but a lot of very, very funny situations. So if you are interested in sort of the idea of like rich people giving money away, but done in a very Maya Rudolph way, I really enjoyed it. Eight episodes, very charming cast, a lot of great locations. Maya Rudolph has a wonderful wardrobe, really smartly written. Totally enjoyed it. Loot over on Apple Plus. Okay. Well, as long as we're talking pluses, I have a recommendation on Disney Plus. On uh, Sunday night, it was Elton John's final concert at uh, Dodger Stadium. Final concert in the United States, I should say. And it was at Dodger Stadium here in Los Angeles. And first of all, I got to say, like, I started seeing in my, you know, social feed, like so many people I knew that were there. Yeah. Everybody I knew was there. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, why didn't I go? (laughs) What's up? I just think I'm not out of like pandemic mode yet, Julie. I just, not that I consciously thought about going. I just think I, I don't think about going out as much as I used to because I've just learned to not go out. And so Mm -hmm. everyone there looked like they were having barrels of fun. Yes. Most most people went in costume uh, that you could see. And I was just, I was really mad at myself that I did not get up and get out and go to that. Plus it was, it was a great performance. 
Um, you know, I mean, what a hit machine, Elton John. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he also had Dua Lipa there with him. The singer Kiki D came out so they, they could do their 1970. Kiki D. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That, <laughs> Ooh, that takes me back. My heart, Kiki I D. know. Exactly. Yes. And Brandy Carlisle was there. They sang Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me together. Anyway, beautiful, beautiful show. But one other piece of like behind the scenes Disney drama. <laughs> They were the, the involving the old bobs and the new bobs. What? <laughs> they were, the new bob was supposed to be there, Julie. But guess who didn't show? They were, you know, ABC had on the American <laughs> Music Awards on Sunday night, and then all the executives were going to go to like Elton John on Disney Plus, and all of a sudden, like mid mid performance at the AMAs executives just started disappearing julie they just started they were all getting the tweets that like old bob was back so they just ditched new bob they all left anyway again if you care about these kinds of things <laughs> when they make the movie that's going to be a very funny scene <laughs> yeah. when everybody all of the disney executives just get up and start leaving these giant performances that's that especially if they're dressed like elton john in the <laughs> dodger in the in, in the sequin dodger uh dodger uniform that's going to be great yeah that's that's gonna be good okay uh speaking of dysfunctional groups let's talk about the crown oh uh, yeah so you know this weekend i just decided okay i don't why have i been putting off the new season of the crown like i just needed to dig in i wasn't feeling great so i so i just sort of laid on my living room couch and watched the first four episodes of this season season five and you know i'm not digging it I oh, really, and I just want to know what other people think about the crown. I'm trying to figure out why it just seems so dark and so sad. And I think maybe it's because this is stuff that I knew that we lived through. And Correct. so it's just like being reminded of like all the bad stuff that went on with the family and like the, what that, what Queen Elizabeth called the honor, honest, horribilis, you know? Yes. So like, it's more like reliving stuff that you've lived through. I mean, I didn't even care about it that much the first time. So there's just something sadder about that. Plus they have, they, they have all the, the Romanovs all being assassinated. Like, I did not expect that. I didn't know that they were cousins. That, that was very sad. And then there's also, there, it's clearly like they're trying to rehabilitate the image of Charles, I think. I okay. see I see hands at work here. You know, first of all, casting Dominic West as Charles. I mean, he's yeah. so attractive, Dominic. Right. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, and and is 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 Camilla rehabilitated? I mean, I think that's part of it. I just, you know, just as you said, you know this part of the history, and it's definitely the dark dark period. And I yeah, just it is. reluctant yeah. to watch it. You know, I think I'm I think I'm dreading all the bad things that are going to happen to Diana. You know, and I don't know what actually happens in this season versus the next season, which will be the final season, which they're shooting now. I don't know. So I, it's not like I hated it. It's okay. I was just sort of wondering why I was finding it so depressing. That's all. So that's just me. Did you watch any of it, Julie, at all? No, not yet. I've been, a, you know, I've sort of been, I haven't wanted to watch it uh, for many of the reasons that you just talked about. Okay. And Leon, you're out. You don't you don't yeah, like you the don't crown watch at it. all, right? I don't like the crown. No, I think it's boring. I start 
I well, don't, men- don't mention that at Thanksgiving, Leah. Okay, <laughs> so that, that will be controversial. Okay. Okay. So now I have a big question for the holiday season. I, I'm, I may not finish watching the season of The Crown. I don't know. But what is the big Thanksgiving movie? Isn't there always supposed to be like a movie mm-hmm. we're all supposed to go see over Thanksgiving? Yeah, the holiday what? movie. Yes. What happened? What is it? Is, <laughs> I is, mean, not, again, it is that old to, Bob's fault or is yes, it or it new all Bob? goes back to the, the Disney drama. But what are we supposed to go see this weekend? As far as I can tell, the only thing that is the big family movie is the uh, the one called Glass Onion, which is the new Knives Out. I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Are, are we going I, to see that? Are people going to see that? I don't know. I don't think you, there's no, nothing else. I think I'm my my new Thanksgiving movie is World Cup. That's what I'm going to oh, do for, okay. uh, in, in lieu of going to the movies. Okay. Yeah, I would I would agree. Again, I just want to repeat U.S. versus England on Black Friday. Going to be great. Middle of the day somewhere on Fox TV. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I haven't been to a movie in a long time in a theater. Sorry. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, new Bob and old Bob. I'm sorry to both. <laughs> I went to a movie this weekend and I just really enjoyed being in the theater. So I'm going to try to pick something to go to this weekend. But that's why I was wondering what. And then the other movie I want to see, which I shunned when it first came out, that movie that's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. So did anyone see that? With No, but I, I thought, I, yeah, I didn't, but I wanted to. I feel like I'm going to need to watch that because I just, you know, mainly because I'm following the whole Disney story. I listen to a lot of these entertainment industry podcasts and people are picking this for some Oscar noms. And so I'm like, huh, really? Maybe I got to go see that. Anyway, I'm open. I'm open to suggestions. So if you're in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group and you want to suggest like what movies to see this weekend, have at it. I'm I'm looking for entertainment. All right, a couple of things to put on your calendar. Yes, that's right. We are having our big Satellite Sisters holiday wrap party that is going to be live on YouTube. It's going to be Sunday, December 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. That is live. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to smash that subscribe button over there at the Satellite Sisters YouTube channel. uh, And you can post your toast. We will be reading posts. uh, We will be reading toasts that day during the the YouTube live to be eligible to win. We're going to be giving away uh, a Satellite Sisters pashmina. We want you to post your toast under the video in the comments and then subscribe to the channel. So Liz, you did a pre-video video. I did. That's I what did. people should look for. Where you yeah, explain. So you like a, it's like a test batch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you see the video that says post your toast, click on the video, watch the video. You'll get all the information about the holiday wrap party and about the contest. And it's under that video in the comments section where you should just uh, post your toast. And then everyone who posts a toast there will go into a drawing to win the pashmina. It's going to be very exciting. Very, yes. very exciting. And people have done that. They This is this sounds complicated, but people have found the Satellite Sisters YouTube channel. They found the video and they have posted their toasts. Right, Liz? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But more, more, more. You have until Sunday, December, December 11th to post your toast. So right. get on it. Maybe just do that this weekend. Just kind of think of <laughs> 
All right. So the holiday wrap party, Sunday, December 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Also, I want to mention our last show of 2022 is coming up. Last year, we started something. We've decided to carry it on. It was really fun on the last podcast of the year. Um to talk about, uh, look what we did. Remember that? Remember the pandemic when we just started posting like small things we had done? But it was so much fun to see people's pictures and to read people's um, posts about what they had done over the year, what they had accomplished, the big stuff, the little stuff, the stuff that was important to them. So we want to encourage you once again to post your Look What I Did posts over at the Facebook group. Or you can actually just email them to us at hello at satellitesisters.com. That's right, Liz, we have an email don't we? That's the we email. Have an email. It's more than FTX had at the <laughs> Okay. Yes. Hello at satellitesisters.com is where you can email us. And we have a website, Julie, satellitesisters.com. I think more than FTX had. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're so much better organized than that $32 billion uh, corporation. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. So tell us what you did this year. We we want to we want to see that and acknowledge that on our last show of the year, which is uh, December sixth, if I have that date right. All right. A big thank you to our engineer, Sergio Enriquez. Thank you, Sergio. Great to work with you as always. Emily Loudermilk is our graphic designer. Thanks, Emily. You can see Emily's work if you follow us on Instagram at Sat Sisters or subscribe to Pep Talk, uh, our weekly newsletter. And to do that, go to our website and a little subscription notice will pop right up. Just fill in your email address. A big thank you to all of our advertisers on Satellite Sisters. And thanks to you who support these advertisers. Uh, it is what makes it possible for us to do the show. We do not have big time investors like Sequoia <laughs> or celebrities. We, we rely on sort of old school methods of carrying on our work. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, all right. Our to-do list for the week. Uh, Jewel, what do you got? My Thanksgiving involves a little road trip. Um, and so I am just delighted that I'm not getting on a plane to travel for Thanksgiving. And you know the thing about a road trip? It's a car. And you know what you can do in a car? You can just put all of your stuff in the car. And I love it. <laughs> so uh, if you can see the pile that's on my dining room table now of everything that's going in the car, because it's a car, it's not the plane. Uh, I really, I've got literally everything but the kitchen sink. And I might take that too, because, you know, it's Thanksgiving uh, and I might need a sink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Liz, what do you have? Well, I know I say this every year and I don't never really get around to doing it, but I think I'm going to decorate for the holidays. I think I'm just going to do a little. (laughs) Again, I just makes our head, our heads snap back. Doesn't it, Liam? Okay. First she's cooking. Okay. Now she's decorating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling it, Julie. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the holidays this year. So I might, you know, I was just perusing the, uh, what are those red flowers called? (laughs) <laughs> poinsettias. poinsettias what are the red flowers called <laughs> oh oh i can see a spin-off show decorating <laughs> with liz okay i was perusing the poinsettias i may actually buy one and you know lights anyway that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna decorate Excellent. Well, uh, I might do this just to welcome a lot of fun new people to our home for uh, Thanksgiving. I'm glad we're having sort of a mixed group here with friends of my kids and and relatives and in-laws, and it will just be fantastic to be uh, back in business welcoming people. I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Julie, safe travels. 
Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope everyone enjoys their gathering this year. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do too. Liz, I'll bring the oysters. I'll see you Thursday. I'm very grateful that you'll be feeding me, Leanne. (laughs) And don't forget, call your satellite sister.